to the Dogville 9000 in the official zone of 1900 Hot Dog, where the number you call for fun. All the fun people go to our Patreon and support us. Patreon.com slash 1900 Hot Dog. It's the last comedy website. We have a team of all-star writers doing daily jokes like it's the golden age of the World Wide Web. I'm that web's Sean Baby, and my co-host is Hunk Boat Captain Robert Toot Toot Hunks Ahoy Brockway. <laughs> I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I was in a drug-addicted, brain-controlled martial arts cult too, but unlike some people, I'm no narc. No follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, none. I, I can already tell you wouldn't answer them. Uh, our guest today is a triple threat. He's the host of the VHS podcast, a fancy hot saucer, and a ninja film expert. He's also an exclusive member of the three-person Diablo 4 clan. Best Diablo buddies! Dirk Marshall! Welcome back to the Dog Zone. 9,000. Oh, so good to be here, and I wish I was playing Diablo 4. <laughs> hey, you know, I kind of am too. I've got, uh, Brock, a, I've got a question. Uh, why am I not a Best Diablo buddy? Is this your way of announcing it to me just to like rub it in? It is, huh? If you would like to join the best Diablo buddies, uh, I'd be, we'd be happy to have you. Absolutely. I, uh, I well, hold on. What are I you playing now? <laughs> what are you playing? Oh yeah. Uh, I have a rogue that I'm playing with and I'm playing a, a sorcerer with my dad only. So we're going through sense. it together. Cool. I have a necromancer that uh, went way too fast for uh, Dirk and our other Diablo friend. <laughs> so I started a rogue and he's also passed them. I don't think it's possible how quickly I am, uh, uh, how quickly I play like a Blizzard game. Like, Are you cheating? Are no, you, no. Cheating. I'm, I'm getting about 11 levels an hour. And yeah. that's, with, huh. that's with a baby in one hand. Like it's, Maybe that's the key. Maybe the baby is like triggering your your fight or flight protective reflex and you were channeling that into the game it might like be the like these demons are threatening your baby and that's why you're playing so fucking hard yeah like when a like a mom lifts a car off of a baby that yeah. happens all the time that's the point of reference i use for stuff like that when a mom lifts a demon off a baby <laughs> right mom lifts 16 werewolves off a uh, baby is your dad having fun with it yeah, he's having a blast. Yeah, this game is so good. Like, uh, usually I play Diablo for about five hours, and I'm like, that's enough Diablo for a life. But like, something about this is it's like closer to Warcraft. It's just there's a million little systems to fuck around with. And it's my dad, beautiful. my dad is this. I'm going to tell a little story. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was a kid and like playing video games, my dad did not play video games. In fact, he hated them. He would he would walk past me on the computer or the TV or whatever and look at me playing games to be like, you're, you're wasting your time. Like, let's go outside. Let's do something. Or you, I, I don't get the appeal of the little guys on the screen. He was very, very contemptuous of the whole thing. And some of those games were like, were like Fallout. They were, they were nerd games back in the day. Right. It was Fallout. And like the early Diablos were certainly super, super nerdy. Mm -hmm. And like slowly he got into gaming by through like racing games. I think Forza got him and he had, he put together a little pedal and everything. He got, he went full nerd on it. Nice. And then he read a column I wrote about Skyrim and he's like, I'm going to try Skyrim. And he got super absorbed into Skyrim. And ever since then he's been like playing whatever. So now he's a gamer and now his favorite game that he's put, I want to say like 10 times as many hours into than I have is, is fallout is fallout four. <laughs> and, and now he's playing Diablo, which is, which are both games he walked by and was like, you're wasting yeah. your time. And now he's like, he's way, he's ahead of me. He plays ahead of, I have to try to catch up levels with him. <laughs> I just corrupted him completely. And it's great. Great work. 
Uh, That's I, my story. It's great. No, I, uh, I know when I first started picking up Destiny, you were making fun of me because I had such a dad build. Because uh, when I had that machine gun that had like infinite ammo, and I'm like, dude, I never have to reload. It's the best. And like you and Zach were like, yeah, but your DPS fucking sucks. I'm like, how would I know? I, I have no point of reference. No, you're, you're confused. I wasn't making fun of you because it was a dad build. I was making fun of you because it was my dad's build. Your exact dad's build. Uh, yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, he was actually. That's that's the last time I left him. He's still rocking that. And uh, also, you said I played like him, too. Like, I would ignore objectives and just go off and kill stuff because it was more interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, just get lost in a fight. And I'd be like, Come, we have to run past it. You're like, no. <laughs> they must die. Just in the kill zone, man. Just let me relax. <laughs> uh, thank you for, for being with us, Dirk. Do you want to do a plug here? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. So uh, VHUS is the podcast. VHS, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's the whole plug. Sweet plug. Today, we're talking not just about Diablo. We're talking about Super Fights, the 1996 classic film starring no one anyone would have heard of. Uh, <laughs> I think starring no one is appropriate. Just starring no one. Starring literally Nobody no one. is the star of this affair. <laughs> uh, this is the writer of Blood Moon and King of the Kickboxers, which are both like kind of awesome. And yeah. No Retreat, No Surrender. Of course, No Retreat, No Surrender. I would. Uh, I guess that's his other movie that he's written. I wouldn't call it kind of awesome, uh, but it's pretty good. Uh, it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits for the first time, and that's, I mean, a historic thing. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's a landmark you wouldn't tear down, for sure. It's a weird, it's a weird movie because uh, it's sort of, it, it opens with a, a pro wrestling ring, but they're having like a karate fight. And they're having a tag team karate fight. And so you're like, well, this can't be real, but it seems like in the fiction of their universe, very real. Like they're really kicking each other. Um, and then it quickly turns to a, a, a lady fight where this woman named Angel beats up a guy and uh, just like uh, she's fighting a dude. Like, I don't think there's a is there a, a, a female league of this? Was she was she not fighting? No, she also, fights let's. Lady. Yeah, let's go back in uh, real quick because you skipped one, one real quick important piece of information. Uh, the two tag team fighters uh, were named Dark Cloud and yeah. Night Stalker. <laughs> and I'll let, I'll let you guess which one's the black guy. <laughs> now, in my notes, I didn't realize he was Dark Cloud until an hour and a half into the movie. I had him down as uh, Macho Man Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and if you'd seen this movie, you'd know that's really accurate. This guy's doing an Eddie Murphy impersonation. Really solid one. Uh, but he's also got like a do rag on and like long macho man hair. Uh, I love him. Yeah, it's Chuck Jeffries, and he was in Blood Moon, and we talked about Blood Moon on on my podcast. Yeah. And he, it's the same thing. He's very much Eddie Murphy, sort of. Yeah, it's he's Charlie like Murphy. A, I think he's got that Charlie Murphy edge. He's yeah. got that that hunger. Right, Eddie like, Murphy, but he could fuck Eddie you Murphy. Up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the desperation of of a not quite Eddie Murphy. Yeah, because Eddie's got like that larger than life presence. Nobody's going to fuck yeah. with Eddie, but people like all we know about Charlie Murphy is people fucked them, like yes. from the Chappelle episode. He had to get tough, like, tough yeah, being Rick, a Murphy, tough being a secondary Murphy. <laughs> Rick James's <laughs> entire hobby was fucking with Charlie Murphy, apparently. And so, uh, yeah, so he carries that Charlie Murphy energy. Macho Man Charlie Murphy. Well, we've landed on it. That's your new name, Dark Cloud. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do think there's uh, Angel's fighting a woman first, and then she starts beating up a dude. 
And there's a moment I love already. I'm like, I fucking love the tone of this movie because this guy yeah. in the crowd is so pumped and he looks like just a tiny boy. Uh, you can tell he's a man, but like, like he sort can of skipped puberty. He's the, <laughs> like if I met him, I'd say, oh, you're just a, you're a 25 year old who, whose body skipped puberty uh, in a fascinating way. And someone cast him as the lead in a Kung Fu movie. Uh, incredible, incredible choices all around. And if I met him today, I would, I'll, I'll just say this about like, you can picture him. If I met him today, I would assume he's alt-right. Oh yeah. He's, I guess he does have sort of that energy of like, uh, like that Ben Shapiro type of, uh, like yeah. tiny boy dressed up like an adult. Like the thing I love about when they introduce, uh, Mr. Brandon Gaines playing Jack is he's a huge fan, obviously of this. He, he's so, uh, just possessed with excitement for super fights and the girl that he brought there is like she goes why do you like this and she gets up yeah. and walks away like he got her to something called super fights and she right. didn't know where it was she's like they fight here what did you bring me to i put that so in my notes she says how can you watch this and yeah. his response is oh it's great huh i love it and then she leaves and he doesn't even try to stop her. He's like, nope. well, she's forced me to make a choice and I choose super fights. I choose Angel, which is the best choice every time. Uh, we are 40 seconds into the movie and Angel has thrown 3,000 spin kicks. Yes. It rules. That's, it rules. that's the way you set up a character that I'm supposed to like. If you just throw them, have them throwing spin kick after spin kick, I'm like, oh, this is uh, this is my favorite character. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I think that the viewer of the movie is the only person that likes Angel. Like nobody in the movie likes Angel. Uh, the producers of the movie did not like Angel. Hollywood did not like Angel. I looked everywhere for her. Uh, yeah, she, me too. She yeah. is not, but she's fucking great. Uh, she's kind of like Kelly Gallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's sort of plays it very lusty like she's a sexy karate lady but her her martial arts are super tight like she's got like a cynthia rothrock snappy like movement to her she's built herself into this like sexy human growth hormone hulk uh i don't know yep. i just I yeah just, she's super hot is what is what you're trying to say yeah but like in a real like testosterone way like uh like she's a cis woman but you're like uh, I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm saying she's she's managed in a great way. I guess uh, she can't deliver her lines, but she has like this like like magnetism. She, like she always looks like she's kind of smugly crushing a walnut with her vulva, and you're like, what is what is she thinking about? Anyway, I love her. <laughs> That's weird, yeah, right? She's... We could we can cut all that. People don't need to know I'm thinking things like that. No, no, we can't. <laughs> I love we can, we've, uh, we've actually lost that technology. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. Cut this part. Uh, <laughs> into the- <laughs> uh, I, I loved in the credits. It said Keith Hackney and Rob Van Dam, which are both like favorites oh, yeah. of mine. Uh, are you familiar with Keith Hackney? You two gentlemen? No. No, and you taught me about Rob Van Dam when we we talked about Blood Moon. So. Right, and Blood Moon. Yeah, he's a an ECW hardcore wrestler. Uh, I think I don't know what his real name is, but he kind of looks like Van Dam, and he does the splits. So they're like, "Fuck it, you're Rob Van Dam." <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, <laughs> couldn't uh, even get like a shock Van Dam yeah. or <laughs> no. <laughs> but but Keith Hackney was an early UFC guy, and he had a couple of legendary fights. One where he fought like the sumo guy that was so slow that he just like tried shit on his head. He's like, "Okay, karate punch, nope." 
how about flying karate chop? Like he just, whatever he could think of, he tried because the guy couldn't do anything about it. Eventually he, it worked. It's uh, the training domain. It's just, <laughs> right. it's his tutorial level. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like someone who's never done karate walked into a gym and, and saw this giant like mannequin and just like was messing around. Uh, Looking up super moves in his head. I got to practice these. The one everyone will remember though, from the early UFCs is he had a guy named Joe Sundown and he spread him out and he just started punching him in the dick. And he did that until the guy gave up. And it's, it's very famous UFC moment. Uh, but that was the him. first that was person Keith to Hackney. try that first and last. <laughs> yes. No, no one in the UFC ever did that again because they made the dick shots illegal. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the best. Ooh, that's the best to be the reason something is yep. made illegal. Oh, that God, I'm, I, I aspire. <laughs> they saw that like, sure. Now everybody's going to do this. And, uh, <laughs> oh, he solved it. He's, he solved fighting. We have to, we have to do something about that. Uh, there's a guy uh, that comes out here. His name is No Mercy Budokai, and I really like him. Rules. He's, Best name. Yeah. Great name. Great name. He's like kind of a kabuki man. You won't believe this. Uh, he doesn't have any mercy. I thought yeah. that was, I wrote that down. This is great character work. <laughs> Something very strange happens here where um, Keith Hackney comes out to like ambush him. And our guy in the crowd, our, our no puberty boy, like, blocks the chair and then punches him in the fucking face. Like you're just a lot, when you go to super fights from, you can just beat people up from the crowd and no one moves you. They're like, this is part of it. No, he loves it. No mercy. Budokai gives him the predator high five. Like, yeah, that was right. That was rad. Thanks pal. Uh, I don't know. I, um, obviously the next thing that happens in the movie is, is the training montage that is maybe, Oh my God. Top 10 greatest things that I've ever seen. There's so much to talk about in this yeah. training montage. I got to say, when I was first watching Super Fights, the first minute, and I was like, I really hope I get a chance to talk to Sean Baby and Broadway about this movie. <laughs> that was before anything that we're about to talk about happened. And like the rest of the movie could have been terrible, and I still would have had a great time, but, yes. but we get this montage. That's, it's fucking stupid. This isn't such a, a well known movie. Everyone should know about this movie. Yes, it was yes. so hard for me to take notes on this movie because this is like, it's just a part of my brain that turns on and watches these movies and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to have some peace. Like, we're just going to have some peace in our life right now. Right. And so for me to like pay attention and write down things, I kept forgetting me. Like, wait, I have to, I was supposed to pay attention and write that down. So my yeah. brain was just like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Yeah, the pace of this movie is it's just breakneck, but... But this training montage, he's got like a warehouse and everything's rigged up like almost to the point where this would be character development in a different movie where, oh, this guy's thing is he's great at building stuff. But no, it's just completely unrelated. Like it's just it was magically put in place here. There are dummies flying through the air on ropes just to simulate a super fight fight. Like, oh, this is a guy coming off the top rope. I need to know how to deal with this. And he is fast as shit. He is like throwing spin kick, spin kick, spin kick. Kip, kip up, kip up. He's got trampoline set up so he can just do flying jumping kicks whenever he wants. Uh, it's crazy how hard it rules. He screams the show's catchphrases. It's like in the middle of training, he'll be like, no mercy. And he'll also Tiger just scream. He'll just yell the name, which I don't think anybody <laughs> in the show goes super fights when they, when they punch somebody. It I is. think that's what a 12 year old does after they watch yes. Power Rangers. It's I think like they go Power Rangers and then they spin kick. <laughs> I just want to say at the start of this montage, 
we start the very first like shot is him getting up out of a pile of boxes like he just got his ass kicked and then he starts jumping around and it's like did he just lose <laughs> a fight to the practice dummy and then yeah. it ends with him getting his ass kicked by practice dummies it's called poetry it's called karate poetry uh i love it it's that's it's a what, character arc it's what i think star wars kid looked like in his head but in real life like i wrote really that down too it. like like yeah. if you if your if your school saw this, I mean, th- they would be impressed, but you would still have to change schools. Yes, because this would be like it for you. You're this guy. Yeah, <laughs> creatively very nerdy and into super fights. And it's only four minutes into the movie, and I'm yeah. like, and then is- they, then a guy busts in and is like, "Get back to fucking work! This is his work, <laughs> right?" And you could tell the <laughs> filmmakers were like, "We need." <laughs> He's like, "I don't even know what his job is." Like warehouse box stacker or something he's yeah, specifically bad at whatever the boxes <laughs> but the movie is trying to take the tone of like hey you you dumb nerd you, you, you bumbly goofball get back to work but like he just did the most amazing shit that that the viewers ever seen so already like it, the filmmaking is just really wonky you can kind of tell what they're going for and they always miss um yeah. that guy calls he, him jean-claude van dunce which i love yeah. And then he hops up on those file cabinets and does the Jean-Claude Van Damme splits. Just to yeah. drink water. Like yeah. not not to avoid a taser or to like seduce <laughs> a beautiful woman. He just like hi and does the splits and then it's like, I'm gonna drink some water. He's alone. Yeah. So no one can <laughs> It's got that Jackie Chan energy where like, you know, Jackie Chan just sort of never moves across the room without doing something cool. And and like yeah. They're, they're kind of going for that, where it's like, I could just take a sip of water, but what if? Jean-Claude Splits! In front of a rapid-fire poster. <laughs> right. Oh, also, we, we should have mentioned that uh, there's still exposition happening because his his hero, Rocco, the great super fighter, has disappeared. No one knows where he is. And this is all told to us uh, during this this amazing thing. So uh, that's how dense the the structure is. Like, there things happen fast in super fights. Uh, he lives with his mom. She disapproves of super fights. Um, his name is uh, Jack, but she calls him John Jacob Cody, which is this three parts <laughs> name. I know it's adorable. It's it's it, the most emasculating name you could give to your uh, action lead. I think is it is it to like make him sound like Jean Claude Van Damme to give you this like s- syllables to pad it out as though you are an event, as though speaking your name is an event. John Jacob Cody. I never even thought of it that way. If if so, if they're trying to go for something tough and cool, they missed again completely. Again, yeah. completely. Yes. <laughs> like if his name was like Diaper Peepee Boy, like John Jacob Cody, and that would be neck and neck for like. <laughs> yeah, you might uh, assume that Diaper Peepee Boy is like ironic. Like, oh, right. we we can call him that because he's so fucking tough. But you would never assume that about John Jacob right. Cody. Because <laughs> he makes his enemies pee, you you would think maybe maybe that no, John Jacob <laughs> Cody. That. There's no tough spin on John Jacob Cody. Uh, Jack is what they go for. Yeah, Jack. Okay. I do like and, when he comes and talks to his mom. The first like it's basically the first real interaction he's had with another person. Like he just he's there yes. to like oh okay whenever the like the woman walks out on him when it, when his coworker is like. He has the first conversation he has is his mom says, like, were you at the ultra fights again? And he goes, Mom, there's super fights. <laughs> and it's just right. He's like a that's, grown man. 
that's the yeah. that's our hero. Like you're and you're gonna root for this guy. No, I'm not. You just guaranteed I won't. Yeah, I wish they would have explained why he lives with his mother. I don't know if we're supposed to think he's a child. He kind of looks like one, obviously, but but there's no mistaking it. He's he's a grown man in the rest of the film. Uh, it's like we missed the first part where he like made a wish on the Zoltar machine. And right. Then this is like the alternate big world where he is a child, but in a somewhat adult body. Yeah. Is there a way a to interpret a magic belt? this movie to do that old trope where like if you watch past this point uh everything he's had is his dying dream but like somewhere right. in the first three minutes of the movie he died and then the rest of this movie yeah. is just like died his dream. he died in the boxes <laughs> yeah. i think so they hackney, killed him after he punched keith hackney keith hackney went over beat him in the dick until he <laughs> went to the hospital these are all the doctors oh. trying no mercy budokai is actually doctor no mercy budokai trying yeah. to save him this is a dick injury nightmare. Uh, so, so three three guys are mugging a lady in an ATM, and they're like, "Hey, they're like '90s punks." And, the gang from Rumble um, in the Bronx. Yes, the absolutely. exact gang. <laughs> and uh, here comes Jack in his jeep, and they're like, "Keep going, you fucker!" And he's like, "No way!" And he drives really close to them with the jeep, jumps out, totally saves her with his super fights, and. Uh, She's completely in love as he drives her home. Uh, her grandfather's a total dick. He's like, oh, why'd you fight the fucking guys mugging my daughter? They might not have killed her, you dick, you stupid dick. Do you even have a fighting style, you stupid dick? He's like, no. Nah. Yeah, I got like lots of fighting styles. It's karate, kung fu. And he's like, he grabs his hand. He like squishes his hand. He's like, you fucking squishable hands. You never trained. You don't have a style. And then uh, it's going to sound like I'm making it up, but he grabs the kid's hands dips it in the flower in the kitchen. He's like, touch me. Touch me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And if uh, he wins, if he touches him, he will give him credit for saving his granddaughter from knife murder. But, um, and he's, that's how we said, just like meet my grandfather, but he is racistly a Kung Fu master. Like yes. he is in full Kung Fu. He has the, like the long Fu Manchu mustache thing going on. He's like, yeah. you would see that guy and be like, you can't dress like that, man. Yeah, Look, I on. know, I know you're actually Asian, but it's it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a magic kung fu wizard, uh, and he, of course, he can't get touched. He's like doing flips and shit. Uh, Why would you assume that guy wasn't a kung fu master? <laughs> It'd be absurd if you met that guy and he wasn't a kung fu master. The uh, scenario that works out is like he says, "Touch me," and then. He, no hesitation, Jack just tries to punch him full force in the face. Yes. Which, like, this would be insane if that was just somebody's grandfather. You would have killed him in front of her for, like, no reason. But he was so clearly a kung fu master that you're yep. like, how did you think this was going to go? He's going to, like, jump up and balance on your hand when you try to punch him. Like, this is yeah. this is not going to go your way. Jack also just seems so ready to fight all the time that that after he defends her from the muggers... And she's getting into his Jeep. He yells, oh, yeah, that's just what I needed. It's like, what? <laughs> I forgot about Why is that. He yelling all the time. Like, oh, nev- the movie never allows you a moment to root for him. You're like, he kicked yeah. those guys ass. And then he goes, oh, yeah, just what I needed. You're like, all right. Get the fuck off the screen. <laughs> Pulls out a big oversized lollipop. Like, I'm going to take five victory licks. One, two, three, four, five. I did it. Jesus fucking what? Uh, I love love this movie. It's just a nice leisurely pace. He comes home and the whole block is already cheering for him. 
security mm-hmm. footage of him kicking these guys' ass over the news. Uh, and now his mom likes fighting because it got her boy on the news. Uh, this is actually true. I think uh, a lot of parents, like, th- they generally hate things until Fox and Friends says it's good. And then they're like, yep, that's that. Child concentration camps. That's good. Sorry, this got dark. This got really dark. Um, <laughs> Come back. Come back to super fights. It's nicer. It's nicer in super fights. Don't I was go just thinking there. about my mom and my relationship with Don't my Don't go super back fights. into the real world with okay, your family okay. and the politics. Come back to super fights where okay. the world is, is simpler. Well, yeah, next in that. super fights, uh, the CEO sees him and he's like, get me that kid. No agents, no lawyers. And uh, Okay, this is clearly supposed to be Vince McMahon. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is absolutely Vince McMahon is the is the villain of this movie. And it rules. I yeah, Vince McMahon would like be that. so happy to be portrayed in this way if he w- ever had an occasion to watch this, which he he, he did not. There's no because, way. There's no way. Because he is also, uh, uh, in addition to being the evil corporate CEO, uh, uh, Kung Fu master. Uh-huh. Or ta- he can, taekwondo. He, Maybe that's he a spoiler. ass. He's unrepentantly evil. He fucks everybody he sees. Uh, Vince McMahon would love it. This is, <laughs> he also this has, is uh, his special weapons are little rings that he wears on his index fingers that have kind of fucking little, little pokes, little pokey pokes on them. They're like they're like tops, a little quarter inch like pin, and yeah. it's portrayed like if he he's gonna kill you with those. Like, <laughs> yeah, you like could just like your keys. If I took off like a pin from my vest if i took off like a like a i'm a, like a walmart greeter button and turned it backwards it would be exactly as deadly yeah i would say holy shit you must be a kung fu master uh i love that, that they show a scene of him next where he's just kind of cruising around town and everyone's cheering for him and he does like a really deranged like miniature version of the rocky stairs run yes yeah <laughs> and he ruins it he ruins it at the end you can't, you can't, the movie will not cut away without him ruining it. He runs up the stairs and everybody thinks he's cool. And they're like, they're at the bottom of the stairs. Like he's just gotten to the top of the stairs and then he loses his mind. Just nerdishly screeching, leaping around, like contorting himself. And like everybody just pan down to the bottom of the stairs and see everybody staring at gas. Like, oh, he's not the hero anymore. We don't, we don't yep. like him anymore now. He just can't stay cool for more than 10 seconds. We get an epic freeze frame leap, and that I was yes. just like, ah, every decision just. just <laughs> it's like they they specifically hate him. Like the people who made this movie wanted this actor to get humiliated. He has like the energy of someone who just got like their personal best on a on a Nintendo speed run. Like it's like you did a you did a thing. That's a successful thing you did, but like the way you're celebrating, you're kind of ruining it. I guess. Yeah, it is one of the things that like a lot of reviews talk about. They talk about the Vince McMahon thing and they talk about how they they appreciate this like childlike wonder that exists in this movie that like, Mm -hmm. you know, this weird karate crime movie. But for some reason, there's the center is this like wide eyed kid. And like, really, he only did this movie. And before that, he did like a direct to video like karate for children tape. And that's what got him this job, I guess. But um, it shows. Yeah, it turns out he only knows how to do karate for children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense that because he has that sort of like, you know, daycare energy. And first He's and great only with kids. Think, you know. Yeah. Uh, so now he, he can't tie a tie because he's got the big date with the CEO to talk. Uh, and he's like, mommy, help me tie my tie. And she's like, no, I hate fighting again. I don't want you to be a super fighter. Uh, I just want you to fight knife muggers. 
anyway, uh, he comes there and and the CEO is like, uh, oh, you didn't, where's your lawyer? <laughs> like they're making fun of him for not bringing a lawyer after they specifically told him not to bring a lawyer. <laughs> Fucking a baby jump loser. for listening. Idiot dummy. Um, he's also not a very good negotiator. I have a clip and I think it will illustrate everything we've been talking about and how, uh, how, how well this movie is paced. You're a popular man. I want to get right to the point. I want to make you a super fighter. Is that something you would like? Is that something I would like? I kill to be a super fighter! Like Night Stalker and the student Budokai! I'm not asking for that yet. All I want to do is make you an offer. Oh, yes! The answer is yes! <laughs> I haven't made the offer yet. Do you have an agent? No. Should I? <laughs> oh, he's overstimulated. He has no, to go. No. He has to go in his crate and calm down. <laughs> he's jump, jumping around the fucking room, naming the guys on the posters. Let's <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Wait, wait. That's <laughs> like I know you were hoping he. If you're the Vince McMahon character, Robert Sawyer, I think is his name in this movie. Like I know he was like hoping to to take advantage of him, but when he reacts like that, you, your immediate response has to be like, "Oh I, no." No, no, thanks. Never mind. Put the rings on right then. (laughs) No, I don't want to deal with this every day. No, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. it deals off. Uh, They also bring in Angel because so they, I guess, thought he'd be a more difficult sell. Uh, So they had like a whole other plan. They're going to bring in Angel to like honeypot him into the job. And uh, so here she comes. Turned Angel. out to be unnecessary. <laughs> totally, absolutely <laughs> necessary. She comes in and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna totally fuck the shit out of y'all." I have a clip of it. I'm a real slave driver, Jack, and you have to listen to me about everything. I think you've got great potential, and with a little hard training, you could be a great super fighter. I can't wait. Angel, would you excuse us for a little while? Jack and I have some paperwork to take care of. Don't take too long, okay? I'm hungry. (laughs) The horniest anybody has ever been. (laughs) And to be clear, Jack barely knows that she's coming on to him. Like, yeah. uh, He He also just walked in the room and then he's like, hey, go away. We have paperwork to do. (laughs) Well, I think it's because he realizes like, oh, no, I was going to have you fuck him, but right. no, I'm not going to put you through that. I mean, imagine how he comes. <laughs> comes. That dude went home yeah! that night. His mommy, what a boner was. Super comes. <laughs> Just what I needed. Yeah, I made quite a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this sponge. It's my favorite color. <laughs> Leaping freeze uh, frame. Tiny little boner poking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he gives him the contract, and it is like like a comical prop, like like it's from a fucking like zany comedy movie. It's it's got to be like three hundred pages thick. Uh, and uh, this guy came in, he ready to sign anything, and they did everything in their power to make him suspicious, and it still didn't work. He's like, I'm fucking ready to go, whatever, whatever you say. They give him a card, a fully furnished home, and. When I say fully okay. furnished, I mean it has marlin heads and stuffed oh, owls. <laughs> it has pic- it has pictures of somebody else's family. 
I freeze framed it because there's a part where he's holding a vase, and behind him, crammed together, is an antelope head, a marlin, and some other fish, just like within inches of each other. And like the sea is painted across the ceiling. Like you killed like some sort of captain, some sort of hunting, some sort of sea hunter, and then gave his his family home to the nerd. <laughs> like, that's right. not what they mean when they say fully furnished. They're not, it's not somebody's life. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like opening drawers and just screaming. Right? Yeah. He's just opening the TV cabinet. He's freaking out. Angel. Meanwhile, is in these like skin tight white pants. Just, just mesmerizing. Right. She like lays down on the bed, presumably for sex. And he just leaps over her to like, check out this bathroom. He's just <laughs> look at the TV. He cannot pick up on signals. She's so she's so lost, and the movie does such a great job of showing her like looking confused and bewildered. Like, right. why is he? Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Is he is he ad libbing? Why is he doing this? <laughs> the scene specifically says we fuck here, right? No, this guy has no idea what fucking is. Uh, they like we're already done with that scene. We talked about it longer than it existed. They cut to a danger room, like a full-on X-Men danger room with like sensors to test his speed and power and Angel's there to like tell him how to attack the light beam. And so he's like karateing a light beam and it's like, ooh, Jack's kick, 80 pounds. I have no idea if they're good numbers or bad numbers. Uh, There's a whack-a-mole chamber where he has to dodge the ramrods. (laughs) I had it down as a pummel shower, but yeah. Bumble shower. <laughs> He's just. I love the the sensibility of this movie. How it thinks the world works. Like the contracts yeah. are cartoon props. And like when they say fully furnished, they mean like a boat captain's house. <laughs> and when oh, the a high end gym must mean the fucking danger room. Just a straight up right. like laser high tech laser gym with little. It, it would be constantly beeping for no reason. <laughs> It's got yes, little yeah. computer diagrams. Like, that's what a high-tech gym is. Very I love high-tech. that he punches the light and it makes laser sounds every time. It's like every Perfect little choice. detail. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. But we have to talk about the uh, pulse-taking moment in this. Oh, my God. Yes. Because uh, she straight up squeezes his boner. Yeah. <laughs> the open hand job. She gives him half of a hand job. Like, not, <laughs> not in a tasteful way. She's like, I'm going to give you half a hand job now. Yeah. And, and, that, and like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. She's like, this is the ultimate way to check a pulse. And I was right, like, I right. It's got that like cute little sexual escalation. Like she's like, hey, I'm doing this for a different reason. But like, we both know. Like, it's like she's easing him into it. So good. Like she's a master honey potter. She's promising the world while she's stroking his dong. And then he like verifies, hey, are we going to have sexual relations here in the danger chamber? And she's like, yes. And then he goes to kiss her. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> then she hands him bottle of steroids and leaves. Yeah. And, uh, instead, instead, take these. <laughs> instead of fucking steroids. <laughs> it's weird in a way where you kind of skip right past the like, what is is she up to something? Is this character up to something to like, oh, the writer of this is a virgin madman. Like th- this is not, they're not trying to say anything with the scene. They just do not understand how people fuck. We've gone as far as they've ever encountered fucking. Like they gave right. him half a hand job and he was like, and that was it. And it was great. Let's write that into the movie. And then you get a present, something like steroids. I don't know. Uh, the training montage is what happens next. And I oh took God. a clip of just some of the song, just to, just to yes. touch. Training hard to be the best. 
laser, 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 laser. <laughs> I like that much like the movie, this song stars nobody. Right? <laughs> Nobody's it's a duet where nobody wants to take no. center stage. They're both just kind of in the background, leaning in, like, you do it. No. I got the idea there's like eleven or twelve singers and they were just kind of taking turns. Uh, I love that it goes the song goes from trying your best at being a super fighter to entering the world of murder and seduction. Like <laughs> <laughs> gotta do your best to enter the world of murder and seduction i mean it's paced exactly right for the movie like that's exactly what's happened so far in the movie yeah and i just love that they bring it back like three more times and every single time i was like oh this is the happy part here it comes and then the mm-hmm. turn of like enter the world of no. drugs and corruption i was like this is the best, this is the best it's, it's great when he's not like entering the world yes. of corruption when he's like signing autographs for the kids and it's like enter a world of murder and corruption like with the kids the kids do that what is happening yeah they never waste a moment to do something cool or advance the plot and uh i really appreciate that uh he and angel now are having a full contact sparring session and then in the middle of just beating the shit out of each other like they agree to like really beat the shit out of each other. And um, my notes, I, I said that the choreography is pretty sweet. Like it's got a whole lot of the tippy tappy Cynthia Rothrock shit, but they make it cool. Like it really, it's like the, a child wished for the perfect movie to exist. And it was somehow conjured magically because it seems so like impossibly competent while also being made by uh, what are obviously dumb idiots who don't know what they're doing. And everything it thinks about the world is just like a child that has never left their block. Right. In in specifically in the, in the nineties before the internet, before we'd all been brain poisoned. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of these types of films can get like super repetitive in the fight Mm -hmm. choreography or the way it's cut around because they don't have good fight choreography. But in this, it's like so creative in parts, like the part in here where he does the wheelbarrow and then she goes to kick him in the groin. So he does a double hand cup, but does a headstand at the same time. And then flips. I was like, what is this? Everybody's so on point. It's incredible. Everybody's really good too. Everybody's just, it's not just that the choreography is good. They're, they're fast and they're right. Yeah. And they're on point. The styles are, really distinct too. like uh, she'll kind of switch to a Wing Chun style, like a really deliberate Wing Chun style. And then uh, the main bad guy has a a pretty specifically Taekwondo style. And I'm like, it's like, it's real fight nerdy. And the storytelling's good. Like you can tell like the momentum of a fight and like uh, what they're feeling, what they're thinking. It's, it's again, stupidly weirdly The beast has a beast style. Yes, <laughs> just yeah. just runs through a wall to people. <laughs> I loved I love that everything they've done so far is to we'll get to it, but just sets up like when we fight, it's like it's inventive, it's fast, it's precise, it's sweet as hell. Everybody like is, uses advanced techniques, and then this guy, <laughs> which they love him so much, even though he has like no style. Yep, uh, that he's he now has his first fight. Uh, and it's against Keith Hackney. Uh, Keith Hackney puts him in a choke 
and uh, the crowd rallies for him to escape and he gets out. And uh, I guess we should talk about his outfit uh, because he's wearing uh, uh, my pajamas, my exact pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) He's got an American flag karate gi with American flag tights. They do not match. Uh, He's got a silk silver karate belt and like a silver like like lining to his karate gi and um like they were going for like karate american and they like hit peter pan like it, he he looks like like an american peter pan a sarcastic american peter pan made by like like a i don't know a hungarian oh. stage crew when they show him in the like the locker room before and he's like nervous or whatever i was like that's a really silly outfit but he'll clearly take that jacket off when he right. fights nope. No, he keeps it on. Yeah, you think you think it's just the pre-fight like robe that he's going to come out, he's going to take it off, and then he'll have trunks on, then it cuts to him in the ring, and he's got the full thing on. It's so awesome. <laughs> uh, again, it's just, it's a child made every part of this movie. A child sewed that costume. <laughs> yeah. Like, that yeah. is that is a Halloween costume I wore in 1991, and I, I was so proud. <laughs> I'm I'm American. <laughs> and uh, sorry, karate for you for uh, this one um, there's a part where he hops on one foot and he does like really fast kicks is there a term yeah. for that uh i usually call that cynthia rothrocking actually because okay like, cool you kind of only talking. see it in those 90s movies that she made in america uh, that, <laughs> little like, taps little bing, karate bing, snap bing. kicks uh and then sometimes you'll paintbrush your foot the other way so you kick one mm-hmm. way and then you chamber it and you kick it back the other way you can try this on a on a bag at home. It does not hurt. Uh, there's no no human way to make it hurt. Uh, <laughs> I think they use it in choreography because you don't have yeah. to like pretend not to kick them. You can just exactly. kick them right in the face, and they'll be like, right. "Uh huh." No, just hard do as it. you want. Yeah. Uh, Angel is his corner, uh, and she is really bad at it. He's getting chased and pummeled, and she's calling for him to do a double roundhouse, like <laughs> shit that will get him completely knocked into the crowd. Uh, he's in a choke and she calls for a kick. She's like, kick your way out. Like, what are you talking about, Angel? All right. I'm glad I'm glad I was correct to write that down because I was like, I wrote that. I don't know much about like fighting, but I'm pretty sure you can't kick your way out of a chokehold. <laughs> he's just being strangled to death, and she's like, kick him. Kick him, kick. Uh, he does he doesn't even use that advice either. He, like uh he, he kind of does like a, a chin shove. It's it's a real karate. Like self defense uh, book escape probably wouldn't work, but whatever. It's a movie. Uh, they kiss after the fight, and the girl that he rescued from earlier, Sally, she sees it. Her heart breaks and she vanishes. And you're like, okay, this is going to be our act two. But no, the next thing they show is a montage of victories, and then Sally's back cheering him on in every single one of them. So I, th- so a lot happened even before they started the montage. She um, decides, like, ah, it's not a deal breaker. Worry, I, I don't care. So he fucks his trainer. I don't give a shit. I would too. Look at her. <laughs> they, might, uh, they might address that in like the fourth um, chorus of the Super Fighter song. Maybe that's where they get to like, oh, and she doesn't mind that you're kissing Angel. You know, <laughs> keep it going. I probably missed it because I just rock out to it. I dance like no one's watching when the Super Fight's expository theme song comes on. Uh, anyway, he's a. He's in a hero to the children. He's signing autographs, but he's kind of worried that his opponent threw a fight at the end of the montage. Some guy like gets knocked out by half a kick and he's like, Angel, I think that guy like faked this fight. So he thinks these fights are real. And um, I love uh, 
I love she, that. I love that decision for a movie to be like, yes. he enters and he fights as hard as he possibly can. And he thinks he has his whole, like, people have to chant. People had to chant for him to win in that first fight. Right. They had to, like, the whole crowd had to get up and chant for him to, like, break out of this hold. And meanwhile, the guy was pretending. He was like, okay, right. but here's where you kick my ass. Like, why are you not doing that? And he's just trying his goddamn best and, and barely winning throne fights. It's a great decision. Uh, Angel, I think, either just as part of a grander scheme or just to distract him from this line of thinking, she, like, acts like she's going to fuck him. So she's, like, in a very strange outfit. She's got, like, silk underpants on, but then, like, this really puffy, big silk shirt that, Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. She looks great, but it's just a a, a strange choice of lingerie. Uh, And he won't have sex with her because she's his trainer and his friend. And there's no mention of Sally. So I don't think he's like being faithful to a different relationship. I think that the people who make this movie just took some sort of vow of chastity and just thought that was a normal thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't say I'm saving it for marriage, but he's saving it for something. Yeah. I don't know for, for maybe the big fight. I don't know. (laughs) You got to stay potent. You want all your semen in your balls. So when King Cagney punches them, you have like a natural liquid defense. You want to be able to come in the big fight. You're like, that's how you get out of that chokehold. You just you <laughs> orgasm and he will let you go. It's weird that they even have a grasp of him with all that silk on. You'd think he would just slip right out of there. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I guess next in my notes I have that he went to the, the gym and it's kind of got sinister music mm-hmm. and all these guys pumping iron, which is v- very clearly the filmmaker saying, oh, they're doing steroids. It's dark. These dark muscle men. And... He's getting a high five from all the guys he's knocked out this week. So these fights, I guess they're real in the fiction of his universe, but not in everyone else's. Uh, everyone's good pals, and they obviously recover from concussions very quickly. Uh, they Budokai did gives such them a-, a good job in this scene. Like, they legitimately, I'm not even being sarcastic when I say they did such a great job of like having him think he's king of the world yes and having all of these guys like high five him and be like yeah you're great and you know as the viewer like they are being sarcastic at no point is it right. is it revealed like the movie still thinks like we're gonna do a big reveal of this <laughs> but but whoever just did this scene it has so like perfectly everybody performed right. it well to be like yeah. they're like yeah you're great yeah, i could yeah. fucking kill you at any yeah. time you're half my size are you serious well they do uh, tell that to us at the end where Budokai gives him a pad to hold and then just sidekicks him into the wall yeah. just to show yeah. like you can't you can't hang with the big boys kid but immediately you know the second he walks into that gym like the first interaction with the body language is just like just all of a sudden like oh no oh no I'm as big as one of these men's legs <laughs> yeah, like yep. the audience just realized that yeah, yeah, it's such a like, visual stark contrast when you see him next to anybody else. You're just, it's just like, oh my, this is a child in there. Like, <laughs> why, does he, why does he think he's winning? <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, the next morning, he's going for a jog and he gets uh, attacked by a morning ninja. He hears running in the woods and he goes, who's there? Yes. And what, what happens here is the movie has given up trying to explain itself with subtext or storytelling or plot. So they have an actual ninja jump out of the woods, trap the hero in a submission hold, and explain everything that's happening and what he should do. I have a clip of it. It's a long clip, but it's uh, very dense. uh... 
Gambling, drugs, organized crime, murder. He's into it all. You've got to get out where you can. I haven't seen any of that. Not yet, but you will. You're a product. And once you're the fighter he wants you to be, you'll become a killer too, like the Rick. I won those fights. We both know you didn't. Pull out while you still can. And Jack, don't take the pills. They aren't vitamins. Hey! Hey! Wait! How do I do that? Say no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so good. So much. I think humanity would save so much time if they used this in every movie. Just like 40 minutes can get cut from every movie if a ninja just jumped out and explained everything. I, I think we should use it in real life. Ninjas should jump out and explain what time a party starts and what you need to bring. Yep. So, it's also I, clearly Budokai. Like, that's my favorite yeah, part. It this could not be like, more Budokai. Like the one there, guy who talks to him. There aren't many six foot two, 250 pound beefcake Asian men in this movie. Right. <laughs> so you're like, huh, I wonder who that is. I love that the ninja pops out to him and starts to explain it. You hear it in that clip. He's like, yeah. He's like, you're not really winning the fights. And then Jack just takes a swing. It's like, hold on. I just wanted to have a ninja conversation. <laughs> I love that you called him a morning ninja. I called him a park ninja. I, was just I called him an anti-drug ninja. Nice. <laughs> this is like the dare. This is the dare class that would have worked on me. Is if they showed a little video of a ninja leaping out, being like, "Just say no," as he disappeared into the woods. I love how faint, how faint yeah. he was as he made that decision to have him run yeah. away while saying it. No confidence in that joke. I had to rewind it just because I was like, did he really just say, just say no. <laughs> uh, the anti-drug ninja saves the day. I, I, it's it's so great also because he could not have had an easier time getting everything explained to him. Like he missed it when they're like, hi, we're sleazy, exploitive, mm. like business masters. <clears throat> and now the ninja's like, dude, the, the things, the vitamins they give you are obviously mind control steroids. You fucking idiot. And Les, you were right that, like, yes, you're not beating these guys who are 200 pounds bigger than you with the fucking karate you taught yourself in the warehouse during your lunch break. Uh, <laughs> your warehouse karate? <laughs> warehouse style? <laughs> the first kung fu master you met was like, dude, you're a fucking pussy. Uh, like, An old you, man beat the shit out of you. You're like, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely. Uh so Jack finds his girlfriend's grandfather doing Tai Chi in the park and just like coincidentally. And then he's like, oh, hey, come over to my girlfriend's martial arts training or my uh, my granddaughter's martial arts training, your girlfriend. And uh, so that's well, the he plan starts the it off day. by guilt tripping him. He's like, you haven't come to see my granddaughter. Yeah. And he right. says, you beat the shit out of me. It's like, yeah, but is that really enough? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you beat the shit out of me. Yeah. I didn't That's come by again. <laughs> uh, and 
that that happens very quickly. And now uh, Budokai and Macho Man Eddie Murphy are running a protection racket under the bridge. Uh, mm. uh, so there's like a gang living under the bridge and they show up and then they cripple all of them and their women. Uh, the gang, I love the gang so much in 90s <laughs> movies because it shows, again, this childlike understanding of the world. Like if you asked an eight-year-old, what do you think gangs do? They would have said, I bet they live under a bridge and they yep. beat up cars. Because mm-hmm. my dad and gets mad when the car alarm goes off. So that's what gangs do. Because that's what they're doing. They drove their own cars there and are beating yeah. the shit out of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> just beating them with like pipes. And they're very racially diverse. They have all the non-white ones. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. I guess, how you thought of a gang in a 90s movie. Uh, so then Jack is training Tai Chi with uh, his girlfriend's grandpa. And he explains like the magical fluid energy redirection of Tai Chi. He's never even fucking heard of it. Uh, and they have a watermelon punch off, which is pretty oh, great. Man, I love it. <laughs> Jack does a really cool moment. Like the, the grandfather says very strictly, like you have to be here at 630. And then he, he gets out of the car and he looks really disappointed that like Jack yeah. isn't there. And then a pile of garbage explodes <laughs> and Jack leaps up out of it and is like, ha and they're like, oh, I love it. And she jumps into his arms like, you hid in the garbage yes. all night? <laughs> like, you thought that was the cool moment? Like, they're going to think this is so cool when I burst yeah. out of the garbage. He is seven years old. It's amazing. It's the second time he's burst out of garbage in the movie. It's like kind of his go-to thing. <laughs> uh, in any other movie, I think this would be too much because he's already got like a different trainer and then the warehouse training. So this is like his third martial arts training style. Uh, but they, like I said, they have plenty of time. There's, they're going so fast in this movie. Um, he drops the vitamins while he's training. And the grandpa's like, dude, these are fucking mind control steroids. You can't take these. And he's like, well, no, no. They told me they're just vitamins. So he's already forgotten about the, the jogging the ninja. The anti-drug ninja. Yeah. <laughs> the anti-drug ninja gave everything to warn you about that. I, I feel like that ninja might have been added later in the production uh, because – Someone else decided, like, oh, the, the audience is going to get confused. Let's have a ninja explain everything to them. But but the main character conveniently forgot. I think that's what happened. Cause I, because I he forgets again after this. Yes, he does. He absolutely does. Um, the next thing we cut to is a bikini girl handing out the steroids at the gym. Uh, but Jack, is, he doesn't do them anymore. He's, like, hiding the steroids in his shoes. Uh, and he's now using Tai Chi in his fights and everyone's like what the fuck is that butt shove did he shove that guy with his butt i've never seen anything like it uh (laughs) he's master of the butt arts uh and angel sees that he likes sally like he he gives her a look in the crowd uh i just so people can picture it this is like a high school gymnasium this is like where you'd see like a local wrestling show there's like three or four rows of riser seats uh so like this isn't they're not filling madison square garden is the point. So when Sally's there, she's about two thirds of the crowd. And so Angel's they're like, always, oh, they're always in the same seats too. Yes. If you watch it, they're like always in the same look at like it's reserved seating, even though it's clearly just, just high school bleachers. Yeah. Uh, God, well, we got some more gang wars. Um, they're just like the, the, this, these ones, especially when they cut into like, Jack's Quick Mart or whatever they have a little sign because they couldn't, you know, actually get permission to film in a business. They had to film outside at night, and the gang is just their final fight villains. Every single one, they're yeah. like, I swear, some yeah. of them are just palette swaps of each other. It's so pure. It's so it's so pure and earnest. 
<laughs> like if to, to show me those punks makes me think like, oh, you, you're so precious. <laughs> I also like that they they say like, oh, there's these terrible things happening, but there's never presented in a way that's like, okay, we're gonna go do something. It just cuts to something yeah. being done, like a fight happening, and you're like, I guess right. this is extortion. I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah. Where's the song to tell me what's happening? <laughs> Where's the ninja leaping out of the woods to tell me what happened? Uh, it sort of hit me at this point that Super Fights is kind of uh, in their universe, a combination of American Gladiators and UFC and pro wrestling. And here they have like their world famous fighters who like sign autographs for kids running these very public protection schemes. So it very much be like getting mugged by Turbo Chuck Waddell and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, which <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me more than once. But every single time, I'm like, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> and, and, and they just keep doing it. They just keep they keep showing these guys very famous men getting out of the cars and saying, hey, give us all the money. And uh, I'm still going to root for you tomorrow, Gemini. Yeah. You're, you're my favorite. You, you're the best. This changes nothing between us. Yeah, it's better than anything you could get on Cameo. I would, I would pay more for that service. <laughs> I'm Hacksaw Jim Duggan, USA, and I'll come to your hometown and run a protection racket on any Chinese restaurant you want. Yep. Forty bucks. We'll split the profits. Uh, there's more. <laughs> there's more tai-, tai Chi training. He shows the kid how to hit a Coke can with your chi magic. And and he does. It's actual magic. But then he's like, it's not magic. Just fucking do it. Do the magic. The guy's like, I don't know how to pronounce the word chi. And he's like, well, just like fucking summon your magic. What are you, an asshole? Anyway, that's. So I now we just, have chi blasts. Chi blasts are real. He's now learning mm-hmm. a fourth like magical Chekhov's move. Uh, and so now back at the gym, Jack is starting to realize that something's up. He sees some shady characters sneaking around, some money suitcases, trading hands. And he's like, I don't know about all this. It's like, yes, a fucking ninja just beat the shit out of you earlier yesterday morning and explained it all to you. With uh, its very deliberate and clear ninja message. You know, he, <laughs> he came in with a ninja goal and communicated yep. all of this to you. I love this scene because they, they want to show... Right, they want to use the scene to show Jack being pure, like he's off the steroids now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they need to prove that, but they also want him to make like it's supposed to make him look cool and determined. So right. they show him really struggling to like lift weights, yeah. and then, and then Angel says, "Jack, you're not getting stronger." <laughs> and, he, and then he's all like, he gets this really coy smile, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what to tell you." Okay, but the point of this scene that we've established is you're you're super weak. It's yeah. is movie. That's what you've done with this scene. She's disappointed that working out is not working for you. And you're like, yeah, I'm not any stronger than I was. <laughs> but I'm learning Coke can shoving with a magic old man. So I, I like that at no point does you like just actually working out work. Like because it's that child right. logic. It's not like try working out. It's like, no, if I'm, I'm either taking steroids or it's pointless to work out and I have to focus on chi instead, like the two, the two ways, the good and evil ways to get muscle. <laughs> I wish she'd been like, you're not getting any bigger. And then it just cuts to his shoes and they're just massive and ripped and veiny and they're just full of the steroids he's been feeding them. <laughs> Oh, that would be a really weird movie if the second half of it was like using like monster feet. Like they have like yes. teeth grown out of them and he's like biting people with his monster feet. Super feats. Super feats. <laughs> it would not be surprising at all, though. If it happened, you'd be like, yep, that's totally normal from the mm. from the filmmaker's perspective. Uh, Let's cut this out and write it. They, they cut to the bad guy. He's sleeping with Angel. 
the Vince McMahon sleep with Angel. And, but it's more like sexual extortion. Like she seems to hate it and he definitely hates her. He's like really mean to her in ways that he doesn't need to be. Uh, so it's really hard to get a handle on this character. Like she's a, a woman in a nineties movie. So she has very little agency, but you're also kind of like, why, why is she here? Why is she also trying to fuck the other guy? Uh, is her role just to kind of try to get laid and sometimes it works? Is that like in any that's... other movie, she would be the incentive of like, you're, he would be using her to like, keep him engaged. He, he, she's right. another like me- measure of insurance, which is what you're every step. It makes you think like, that's what this is supposed to be, but yes. he won't fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, the, it's like he threw the movie for a loop. The movie's just like, what are you doing? You're supposed to, we're doing a thing here. Fuck her. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, I don't get, I don't get like a gay vibe from him, but that would make sense if he was just gay because he, he is really obsessed with that big muscle man that he met when he was a boy, the Rocco. The uh, I don't know. I, I could, maybe that's it. That explains some stuff. Not everything, but some stuff. Uh, I think so then, he's just alt right. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. Or uh, he just in his DNA can't fuck. Uh, he's it's no nut childhood. The uh, <laughs> back at the evil boss's base, there's like a, a different evil boss, and they like sold a bunch of fucking baby powder to them during a cocaine deal. So oh, then, this- evil Vince McMahon sends over like unnamed caveman fighter there to just beat everybody up. So, caveman bursts through the wall and just fucking trashes the place. He decapitates <laughs> a guy with a ceiling fan. Yes. He he's his weapons are he, okay. He bursts through the wall and he's holding dumbbells and then yes. he like he uses the dumbbells as weapons against everybody. He just explodes through a wall like he's in mid workout and then just throws barbells at everybody and then decapitates a guy with a ceiling fan. That's really like everything in this movie is so precise and coordinated. And then they're like, okay, time for the big bad, and he just explodes through a wall. It's so great. But the, the the other evil guys were like laughing about how funny it was. Like, ha we stole the baby powder. Like, these guys kill people with cavemen. And you're yeah. just like, for no reason, taunting them. I don't know. I don't know why they would do it. I don't know why they thought it would work. But yes, they got killed by caveman. Um, th- we have maybe two seconds to take all that in before we're back to meditation training with Jack. And he's... Uh, making like silly faces at the old man while he's meditating like zoinks. Like he's like creeping up on him like a little monster. He's seven years old. And it's um, the most obnoxious scene. Like if you, again, every scene, the movie wants me to hate this person as much as I can. And they're very successful at it. The way he, he mimes cracking himself up like, Oh my God, can you believe I'm doing this? Like I just fight instant fight. Like I, I must attack. I must attack this. Yeah. It's fucking obnoxious. But he gives him some special Tai Chi meditation glasses. Um, I actually know exactly the model of these glasses. I had a friend in college uh, in my dorm, and he had this exact model of glasses. And they were like, uh, they just sort of flash lasers inside your inside of them. They, it said very specifically in the instruction manual not to use them with psychoactive drugs. And it's the first thing he did. It's the only thing he did. He would get completely fucked up and put on his meditation glasses. And he literally lost his mind. <laughs> we, we used to catch him in the mirror singing Jesse's girl to himself like more than once any time of day sometimes the door would be open and you could just watch him perform the entire song to himself in the mirror that's what he fucking did with his time after he spent too much time in these meditation glasses we used to sell <laughs> madness glasses <laughs> yes wait what that's a, that's a I wasn't prepared sp- for this diversion <laughs> I, I didn't fucking make any of that up 
<laughs> I I just had like why is why are they VR glasses? Because they're huge like like Oakley style glasses painted silver and they shoot lasers towards your face and they're plugged yep. in. Why does the old Tai Chi master have them? It's I a it's a know. crazy decision that they don't comment on that he says mm-hmm. nobody ever says anything about these glasses. It's just like, yeah. yes, of course the Tai Chi master has laser glasses. And he wears <laughs> them a lot. I didn't, mm-hmm. but they didn't make him fucking sing Jesse's girl to his reflection. They didn't, they didn't make him, <laughs> they, they didn't make him mirror Jesse girl. And <laughs> obsessed. Was, if you, if you said something in it and you let him know that you saw him do it, he was embarrassed. Like he knew it was a weird thing to do, but he could not stop doing it. Uh, I saw a vision of Jesse's girl in the glasses. <laughs> and now that now it's inside me, it's eating my memories. Time. Start to finish. Yeah, like I, I'm sure he would do it on repeat if if nothing interrupted him. Like I, I literally caught him seven or eight times doing this, and it's not like I was popping into his room often. You know, I don't know. Uh, what is it? Could it be that he was planning little like I, I'm gonna? I know Sean's gonna come around. I'm gonna make sure he sees me singing Jesse's Girl so we can finally start that band together. <laughs> and you just never caught on. I would a hundred percent been in a band with him. Uh, his name was Josh. We called him Little Josh because we had a bigger Josh who was uh, old and completely insane, but like not in a Tai Chi glasses <laughs> not way. Not, way. Not, like not a in a fun way. Jesse's, not in the Jesse's girl glasses. Right, kind of right. You uh, didn't get I the think, mind virus. I think I told a story about him once, or Big Josh. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to get way off track if I start talking about the... Because uh, <laughs> back in the movie, there's a guy who's like, I guess his character, he's like a Soviet bowling ball. Or like oh, a, I, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's in, he's in Final Fight. He's just, he's the yes. bald. If it, picture the big fat bald guy in any beat em up. Right. He's just very round, very bald, and he has like a, a Soviet army outfit on. Chart, uh, lots of gets, charge moves, grabs, yes, lots of charge moves, lots of like, uh, like crippling moves. So he's grabbing Rob Van Dam, just beating the shit out of him. Like Rob Van Dam is like popping blood capsules in his mouth and his nose and just shooting blood out of his face. And then he like smashes his arm intentionally to cripple him. And he's clearly trying to fucking kill this guy. And now in the fiction of the universe, like we as the viewer kind of know this is fake, but now it's gone way too far. Whatever realness is there, it's like they've crossed the threshold and now audience be damned, kayfabe be damned. They're going to tranquilize this fucking guy. So they come out with a trank dart to take him down. A scientist, uh, a man in a, in a white lab coat yes, runs out with yes. a tranquilizer gun because they have this, this is the funniest bit of world building. Super <laughs> fights has a scientist ready to tranquilize any of the fighters at any point. Like they know, they know some, this has happened before that they get the super fight rage and only, only science can stop it. Yeah, I do. I do know that in this scene, uh, they were supposed to just shoot it for an hour, just something really quick, just to get a little footage. But mm-hmm. Rob uh, Van Dam was so good in the ring that they just gave it a whole day, just so he could be flipping around and doing all his his moves. Oh, yeah, he's the he best. Was, yeah, they love him. Well, I I love that because uh, this was a kind of a long fight scene. Like they beat the shit out of him long enough to let the audience know, like, okay, he's gone too far, and they're like, well, let's do like twenty five more moves. Why not? Yeah, it's just like let's break every single one of his limbs. Uh, so then uh, Sawyer is now the the CEO. He comes up to Jack and he's like, "Hey, I want you to lose the fight against uh, 
Dark Cloud, Macho Man, Charlie Murphy. And he's like, ha ha ha, what a hilarious joke. I don't intentionally lose fights. This is all real. So this guy is being confronted with like his boss telling him, this is all fake. It's your job to lose the fight. And he still doesn't fucking get it. Is this uh, like yeah. the fourth time people have, have openly explained to him like this? Okay. Do you like professional wrestling? That's what we're doing here. We're doing the professional <laughs> right. wrestling thing. And he's like, no, we're not. No. I'm just tiny and strong. <laughs> no, it's, you're going to die. You're going to die. If you don't go along with this. His own mother knew his own mother called it professional wrestling. Like yeah. everybody knows, but him, uh, but this guy has like hired this naive kid who thinks it's real. You can't run a business like this. You can't fucking like hire a guy and not tell him that he's also going to be doing crimes. It's just like, this is crazy. This fucking guy, you're going to, the hubris. Anyway, I, um, he doesn't throw the fight. He, he beats up Macho Man Charlie Murphy. And uh, the way they really- film this though, the way they film this, where it's supposed to be like he's doing something heroic and pure. Like the, right. the Charlie Murphy is like, okay, now here's a here's the part like you kick my ass a little bit and then I'm gonna do the the move that puts you down. And and then he's like, No, I'm not going to. And Charlie Murphy's like, What what are you talking about? <laughs> like, we have all been losing fights to you all season, and you're gonna like now that it's your turn, you're not gonna do it. Like you you're the worst person in wrestling. If like, <laughs> like you're a really bad guy for doing this. You're, you're really fucking up everybody's job, buddy. Uh, but, they, but it's supposed to be like a heroic thing. Like what? No, nobody thinks you're the good guy in this scenario. I did. Yeah, did I, we skip over the part where he, he actually uses his chi to move a nest he can. <laughs> right. Where he, they're in a China. We skipped over the Chinese restaurant because that's weirdly important to the point. Oh, you're right. They call that back. Oh, shit, they go, okay. So they go, he goes to a Chinese restaurant with with Sally, the, the daughter and the grandfather, the Kung Fu master. And he's there. They're just ordering Chinese food and he's sitting there folk, like force focusing on a nest he can until it fires across the restaurant. And he's like, yeah. And then the grandfather's like, hey, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. And he's like, no, no. Did you see? He's like, yeah, I know. Look, I know. I taught you chi blasting. We don't chi blast in restaurants. He tells him that. It's he tells, uh, eat some food, you fucking idiot. Tells him like, don't chi blast in the restaurant, dick. <laughs> it is really bad manners. So now he gets called to the office and just completely chewed out. He's like, you fucking idiot. You're supposed to lose a fight, you dumb fucking idiot. And he's like, okay, boss, sure. I guess I'll throw fights now. Sorry, I thought super fights were real, sir. Sorry, I really messed up, sir. Like, like whatever. I don't know what they were building to, but he, he had it explained to him and he's like really sorry about it. He's just a broken little boy. He um, just wasn't, he didn't think he'd get yelled at for it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought everybody would love it. <laughs> yeah no we fucking had plans you messed up like four weeks worth of writing um anyway they take him on a protection job they they like say hey this chinese restaurant is run by the mafia so it's okay for us to go and like take their money so he's like okay sure cool i'm yeah all right and there's a butcher knife fight like the chefs come out they're like fuck you Super well, before, before any of that there's this there's this moment where he comes in and and they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take this cut of their money. And Jack looks around and he goes, I've eaten here. Yeah, and his, his delivery is so simple and pure and like hurt. It's like he believes, like, no, I can't betray. I've eaten here. And it's, but the it's owner a, has the same agreement. He's yeah, like, he's like, you're a customer here. Why you do this? 
<laughs> yeah, secret. so the exact like after this fight, he like looks at Jack and says, "You're a customer. Why did you do this?" <laughs> like they both know that there's this sacred covenant between yeah. diner and restaurant. Some trust. Like you. If you eat here, you can never attack us. That's that's the rule. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just this insane, the insane little world building things like the the fucking scientist with the Trank gun that gets no lines and nobody even blinks. They're just like, yeah, of course, all yep. wrestling must have a scientist with a Trank gun in case the wrestlers go berserk. <laughs> and everybody knows you can't betray a restaurant. Of course, it's the worst kind of sin. Uh, so he's starting to figure out that he's doing bad stuff. Is uh, he? Yeah, I think so. There's like they zoom in on his face and I'm like, OK, he's starting to get it. Uh, but again, I don't think he remembers what the ninja told him. I think he's learning this completely independently of having it explained directly to him. Um, he's hiding in the parking lot where they see him gun down the caveman guy. Uh, and wow. he's trying to get out, but you don't get out of super fights. Everybody knows that they put a fucking electric collar on him. Uh, <laughs> because he's, he's gone completely feral. Like he doesn't have words or anything anymore. Right. This is a, fa- this is a, a wrestler that is returning to the wild and like cannot be domesticated anymore. It's <laughs> what they're implying. Yep. He's just, he's not really human anymore. So he needs to be tranked and shot collared. When it said like online that, that, uh, Rocco's played by Jim Steele, who was a okay. WCW person. I don't know what that stands for. But his uh, his wrestling name, I guess, was Jungle Jim Steel. Okay, is like- I remember him vaguely. I think so. So he's really good at being feral, and he is. Yeah. He's very good at being feral here. There's a little point here I just want to touch on that's been happening throughout the movie because in this scene where he sees like he's seeing all of this, you know, serious action where they're like gunning down a feral wrestler with a trank gun and then electrocuting him, and he's realizing all of this corruption. He's hiding behind his car, which yeah. is. A Dixie cup painted Suzuki Samurai, I think. It's this little tiny micro machine toy Jeep. And it's just, just deeply, like it rules, but it's deeply embarrassing. And he, it's like, it's exactly what a child would think is cool. And he's hiding, like it steals the scene and everything. It's like hiding behind a clown car. You're like, they'll never notice me here in the most ridiculous fucking car in the whole parking garage. He does, but while he does hide there and see everything, he, he's again starting to figure out this is bad. When they watch them gun down this wrestler and then put a mind control collar on him, he's like, I don't, I think I'm on the wrong side of things. But uh, luckily, he hasn't explained to him because when he goes home, he's attacked by the morning ninja again. And the ninja explains to him, Hey, that was Mike Rocco, your hero, your childhood hero, the man who gave you a medallion when you were a tiny child. They put him on mind control drugs, steroids, and now finally Jack is like, okay, I agree to fight against this evil. And um, he takes a very erotically charged shower while he remembers this muscle man hand him a medallion as a child. He remembers his mother complaining. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he takes off the mask and it's like, it's Budokai. And Budokai says, you've seen it, haven't you? You know what's going on. And yeah, like at the Chinese restaurant with you, like an yeah. hour ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i did see that you're right yeah you do a lot of crimes budokai and yeah, okay i didn't think uh, i'd have to dress up as the exposition ninja again because you were there <laughs> with me like an hour ago but you didn't you didn't seem to get it you were right. you were hung up on the betraying the restaurant thing so we need to revisit this it's almost God, like a soup dumplings. 
start explaining to Budokai. He's like, you remind me of this ninja I encountered in the park once. <laughs> God damn it, Jack! <laughs> what is wrong with you? We haven't really been hitting you. You shouldn't have this kind of damage. Your shoes are full of pills. What's going on? I can't make love to you, ninja. I'm just not ready. Uh, so he consults with his mom and his girlfriend about the takedown of the murder cartel and his mom who earlier was like, please don't be a pro wrestler. It's too dangerous. Like, okay, be careful. Be careful running a sting operation without the police, son. (laughs) Which he shows up to again in his little toy car in his little (laughs) remote control truck. I'm going to show up and stop the crimes. Okay. Get out of the power wheels. It's not funny anymore. Uh, so he shows up for a barbed wire death match and it's the beast uh, versus Budokai. And uh, he, he's, he's like fucking in on it now. So he asks Angel, he's like, Oh, Hey, who's going to win this one? Cause he like knows it's fake now. He's like, and she's like, no buddy, this one's for real. So it's like, this is so confusing. Why do you do this? Never right. The kid is never right about anything. I don't understand. (laughs) But like they've caught the Robert, sorry, Vince McMahon is caught on that, that, that Budokai is the right. mole. So he's going to have him killed with this feral wrestler in a, and it's not just a steel cage match because they also have like yeah. a barbed wire guillotine. Maybe? Yeah, like a cactus, like a headphone trap. Yeah. It's like a, it's like if you made a heavy bag out of wood and then wrapped it in barbed wire, and then you have that on a rope with two guys on the outside who can like control it swing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he comes in like, oh, all right, I get it. I get this. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, cool. I've seen this. I know how to do it. I know how this works. Don't worry. Yeah, it's a Texas death cactus match. Gotcha. Uh, so so they, they're starting to fight, and uh, Jack, he's trying to, like, stop it. So he, like, goes to the boss, like, ah, come on, we shouldn't have a death match, boss. And this boss is like, hey, fucking, yeah, we should. He's like, damn it, I tried everything. And so he grabs a fire extinguisher and he runs over and he shoots the beast in the face with the fire extinguisher. His one weakness. Uh, his one weakness. Uh-oh. Ah! He, just, he reacts like, like Frankenstein seeing fire. And it's just, that's the one thing that can take this feral wrestler down. Oh, and here's the part I think I love, maybe as much as anything, where uh, the, the wrestler gets... The, the beast gets uh, fucked up and he's like kind of dying and he's losing his mind. He's, he's completely feral. And Jack comes up and he recognizes this as his childhood hero, Rocco. And he still has the medallion from the meet and greet at whatever the, the, well, he's killing the, the audience. Now. He has escaped yes. the cage, but he's just yeah. in permanent wrestling kill mode. So he's wrestling the audience. <laughs> like right. the and so but he he calms him down by giving him this medallion and Rocco remembers like oh I remember the fucking kid I gave this to 20 years ago and he's like I was once a man I was once a man (laughs) I have the exact words I was once a man in my notes that's amazing that's amazing Uh, (laughs) uh, so so now we have to know if can the love of a boy overpower an electric mind control collar and it can't Uh, Rocco dies (laughs) He is killed by the electric mind control collar and a kick to the face. Um, he drops the medallion. I just, I love this scene so end much. Of, end of, I guess we really accomplished something with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they take Budokai, who took a pretty serious ass kicking against the beast. Uh, and the Chinese grandpa is trying to save him with acupuncture. It's just not working. Like, 
this is a movie where chi is real and pro wrestling is real but like even this movie knows acupuncture is fucking bullshit <laughs> but they're like they give up on him completely they just they have a couple right. of like four needles in him and the grandfather looks and he's like he just doesn't yeah. want to live like, know, take me I'm... to the hospital but this part where okay. grandpa puts his hand over Budokai's face and then Jack uh-huh. puts his hand over his groin. <laughs> so <laughs> specifically his, his dick. Yeah, he's so like specific. That false angel told him about in the beginning. Yeah, the grandfather's <laughs> like, we need to save him with Chi. And Jack's like, oh, I know what that is. Angel yeah. showed me how to do that. <laughs> so good. It's like a callback, but also just a weirdly sexual choice. And he holds it there for 40 seconds. It's not like, oh, he held it. Like for a second, like he he eventually moved that to his heart or something. No, forty seconds. We look at him hover his hand right over this guy's groin. They, they do it in cl- in close up so you can see, and then you're like, maybe it looks better in context. And then they zoom out, and it's just his no. hand on his dick still. You're like, okay, okay, <laughs> this is a chi hand job. I understand. Twenty people were on set, and any one of them could have said, "Why is oh, he hi. grabbing his dick? Why?" <laughs> Love the belt. No. Okay. So weird. <laughs> What's this in his pants? Kid, do you not know what a boner is yet? Fucking, <laughs> okay, you gotta get visited by the ninja boner. Let me ninja show you what a boner is! <laughs> the sex education ninja pops up. Kid, this is... Kid, I swear to God, it's the fifth time I've come here and tried to explain puberty to you. It's not, it's not happening. It's not sticking. There's something really wrong with this kid. <laughs> Look at this picture of a shanker. Look at it. This is what happens with unprotected sex. I never thought I'd say this, but I don't think educational ninjas can fix this one. <laughs> Have that Budokai just being like, pass me my mask. I'll explain it. I also love in that scene that like that, that they're there he specifically showed like my daughter my granddaughter knows how to do this chi stuff, but when it's we need to use our chi to heal Budokai. Somebody needs to go save your mom from the evil mobsters. And then <laughs> Sally's like, I'll do it. And the grandfather's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, I didn't want you. <laughs> yes. I wanted you to surrender and, and let the, the muggers murder you. But you should go fight the mafia, probably. Yeah, and they're like, not? yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And the very next scene is them getting abducted by the mafia. Like yeah, the, the way that cuts is so it. good. <laughs> it's like a really good comedy cut yeah because because uh, again like this is a girl who's been training tai chi under this guy his her whole life and he already showed the guy how to do a chi blast in what like 40 50 seconds and uh so she should be able to fight off a gang like in any other movie there would be a twist where okay she's also a karate master and she defeats the gang with her her tai chi abilities but no she's just a completely helpless girl so she's in a cage, like when we see her next time, and they're like, one other. So they invite Jack to have a one on one death match with Robert Sawyer, the Vince McMahon's CEO. And again, he shows up, he drives up to the death match, he meeps up in his little remote control car. <laughs> I'm here for the death match. Well, you who? Uh, and there's no trick. It's like, yeah, we're really going to have a fair death match. And if, uh, if you win, then you can have the prisoners back. And if I win, I guess you die. So, uh, I, I the the writer couldn't decide on a line, so he just used them all. I actually have a clip. I'm here. Let him go. You beat me. They go free. <laughs> you wanted me. You got me. I gave you a future. Now I'm going to take it away. 
just awesome. Just that wasn't like a, a smash cut. That's like how the movie delivered those lines to each other. They're just completely independent of one another. Um, I was so excited at this point in the movie because like already so many amazing things have happened and you know that the last fight is going to deliver on all of the amazingness. Like yes. Sawyer's going to just unleash four million kicks. I did, couldn't even keep count of what was happening with this man's feet. completely incredible. He kicks Jack like 800 times. <laughs> yes. uh, and But it, like in a really like silly way, like he kind of... He's got a very taekwondo-y snap kick style, so he, he looks like a like a nine year old fucking up brown belts. Like he's just and he's like, also wearing tap, 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 tap. his khakis and his tucked in shirt mm-hmm. the yeah. whole time, which is which is a, a decision for your villain to like taekwondo right. khaki fight. <laughs> uh, that's just like the least intimidating combination of things you could see in a fight. And if I'm somebody curious. came at you with khakis and taekwondo, you'd be like, ah. I know who's winning this one. It's me. <laughs> it's me. You're, you're doomed. Uh, I'm but, curious if we all have the same favorite moment of this fight. Because oh, I, I, there was a clear moment for me. Well, let's go through chronologically. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about how he does knock out the CEO by using his natural like box falling ability. Like He lures it into the clutter of the side of the warehouse, and that's where he's invincible. And so, Garbage like, power. Yeah, when he when he comes out of the garbage pile, the, the the evil boss is unconscious, and then he beats up. They have like a stick fight with the other two, and I I have not got to my favorite part yet. So, how about you? Well, two? that's that's my favorite part is is the way you you think he's gonna he's gonna you're gonna have like this big fight, but no. As soon as they get near the boxes, what happens is Jack sort of taunts uh, Sawyer Vince McMahon into leaping at him and then runs in. And what happens is Vince McMahon's crotch goes into Jack's face. And that's exactly what Jack wanted. He knows how to do this. He pivots using his face and hurls him crotch first into the boxes. And then there's like a dramatic moment. And then the boxes explode outwards and Jack is there. And Vince McMahon is unconscious. Like he, he knocked him out off screen in within his temple of boxes Crotch first with his That's face. Another it's, callback. It's such it, everything's crazy. a callback. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, so then he he beats up the next two two guys with like pipes, and then uh, he's gonna have like a final showdown with Angel. But Angel, as they've hinted at so heavy handedly, uh, she's like, "No, I'm a good guy. You can just go save your mom and girlfriend." I'm, and so. But here's my favorite part of the fight. Sawyer's not done. He emerges from the boxes and he throws a triple kick. Hitting his mom, his girlfriend, and him yes. as his way to get back into the fight. It's Unbelievable. The Knocks out both the mom and the girlfriend. They are unconscious. Oh, so yeah, like specifically, they show he does the splits and it like cracks the two women, just <laughs> knocking them down. And he's still enough air left to get Jack with one, too. And I was like, it's that's so a good, good. kick. Uh, he does the exact kick and Ken Low footwork. Uh, choreography from Drunken Master 2, which came out a couple years before this. He does it twice, where it's like, guys, come on. That's like my only note about the choreography is like, you can't just copy shit. Um, I have another, he says another line here I really like that took a clip. I made you a star. Now I'm going to destroy you. (laughs) Just dumb as shit. Thought it was going to be something about stars? No. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. 
I made, you, uh, I made you a star, but the thing about stars is they fall they sometimes. Fall. Yeah, they collapse in on themselves and make but like now, black holes, which is what I'm going to do. But now I'm going to punch you, you like a star. But if you see a star, yeah. you can make a wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, wor- didn't workshop anything. Just Sorry. went with that. Uh. Here's what's great is they, they've called back a lot. He's kind of using his Tai Chi to, to fight Sawyer. Um, uh, he's, he's got little, the pokey rings, and it, but he doesn't use them. He's doing all kicks, even though like the pokey rings are just full death blows if he can land one. Uh, but then his girlfriend wakes up from the kick and she starts turning the lights on and off. She's going, Jack, concentrate. <laughs> and that, this is a callback to the glasses. Oh, man. Um, and Sawyer's completely confused. Like the lights going on and off, like has blinded him somehow. So he's like, "What the? Why the fuck am I? Who's? What are? How?" Uh, he just has that, that like that urge trained into him. That mom urge, like, "Oh, she's flicking the lights on and off. We gotta stop. We gotta stop." <laughs> yep, she's serious. Uh, he can't even hit Jack. Jack's completely blind. He's just closing his eyes and dodging kicks and shit. Uh, like the in a cha cha way, like in a Bugs Bunny way. Like he's like flipping his hips to the side to to dodge stuff uh then he he drop kicks sawyer through a fence and into the death cactus just yep. dead as hell this is not a tai chi move uh that we hear some police sirens for maybe two <laughs> seconds and it's the only time i think in the entire movie that cops are mentioned at all mm-hmm. like this this might have been a mistake this might have just been like a noisy set no, there's also a moment when he when he punches uh sawyer when he punches him and you know it's getting serious because they flash cut to a watermelon. Yes. Exploding. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Totally sweet. They waste no second of this footage. No. Uh, so, but but I, I forgot to mention that, that he had hit Angel earlier, and so she's dying. And uh, Jack gets there in time to kind of say goodbye, but he doesn't care. Like I'll miss her a lot, but no character in this movie cares that Angel died. <clears throat> she's just yeah like, he gives he gives kind of a lip service like yeah hey you're a hero and then uh, before like that line is even finished he just turns up like heel walks out of the box yeah, <laughs> she's like still kind of dying like what no <laughs> I get, yeah i'm done can i get can i get a little bit of groin chi come in <laughs> chi my groin i can still live it's just what uh, i needed <laughs> i'm the one who taught you that <laughs> So uh, then the grandfather comes in and he's like, oh, good. I'm glad you're okay, Sally. And he says, Jack, you are an American hero. The end. And that's the fucking movie. I have a a clip of it. Jack, you are an American hero. (laughs) But I was kidding about the gong. (laughs) And straight to the song. Roll the credits. By the way, I recorded the whole song. We're ending the podcast like this. Of course. There could be no other way. Get to the sex modes. <laughs> Fighter. Fighter. With the strength to carry on 
Gong. This is the first time they've seen these lyrics. Oh, I like that the song has a sex scene. Time is getting nearer. The smoke is fading. Thoughts are getting clearer. Now everything comes back to you. You're learning things you already knew. Hours, days, and months go by. You've got to leave your past behind. Like the matter door, who just bull by the horns. Show the strength of a warrior born. You're at the end of your rope, and the world's getting tighter. Show the world you're a super fighter. It's a real low confidence rap. Practically saying sorry. Gong. Gong. the 9,000th annual Monster Dog Rally Supreme, the only monster truck rally where the trucks are also huge angry men and also hot dogs, plus at least one other thing, maybe more, always more, all your favorites are here, Three Finger Louie, the only truck that plays the blues, Aaron Croston, Adrian H., Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Chavo, Sworn Truck Enemy of Dr. Truckopolis, Un Andy Armando Nava, Badger the Feral Truck, that implies you can tame a truck, you can't. Benjamin Cyronin, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock, the Truck Magician, what's that behind your ear? It's a truck. Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Barry Tumat, the adult truck, a full-grown truck, Cyril, Rev, Chance McDermott, Chris Brower, Clementine Danger, the truck who sees a therapist, Curious Glare, Dan B, truck therapist, Dat FM Entertainment, Dean Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward, Dusty's rad title, three child trucks in a trench coat trying to sneak into this R-rated truck rally. Eric Spaulding, every zig, fancy shark. Jellaho, the well-hung truck and the reason this truck rally needs an R-rating. Greg Cunningham, Hambone, Haraka, Harvey Penguini, the hot truck. That's not a sex thing, it's overheating. Hot fart, the hot truck. Also not a sex thing, it's stolen. Honk, the hot truck. 
who doesn't know it, so it's still pretty attainable. Jaber Al Aiden, Jet Oroski, Jim Salter, aka Dr. Truckopolis, John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, the truck who graduated college, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksall, the truck who's a billionaire, not the driver, it's the truck itself. Josh S. Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, K-N-M, M. Jahi Chappelle, knows truck jitsu. Mac Miserable is the only truck who knows how to counter truck jitsu. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, the man who swore revenge on all truck kind. Nobody tell him he's also a truck. Michael Lair, Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Styles, AKA Dr. Truckenstein, Moju, AKA Truckenstein's monster, truck, ND, Neil Bailey, Neil Shaper, Neku 104, the truck who's a man, who's a jungle cat, who's an urban vigilante, who's a little bit sassy. Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, Patrick Herps, Rachel, the mood truck. Don't assume you know what the colors mean. Pink is for destruction. Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, Supernaut, the Funkadelic truck who became lost in time and is now king of the dinosaurs and prefers to be called King Funkalicious Truckosaurus Rex the Third. Ted H, the coward truck who assassinated the great King Funkalicious Truckosaurus Rex the Third. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, Yanis Ionitis, the only truck to discover a new type of cave salamander. Yosarian and featuring the truck sensation sweeping truck nation. Kids love it, moms want it, dads begrudgingly respect it, even if they'll never admit it. Come on down this Sunday and see the one and only Toasty God, the truck eating truck.